0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is April the 13th, 2020, and it's your boy Chingo Bling. You are in the right place. You at the right spot, man. I hope y'all having a good day. I don't know if you're on a treadmill. You're you're probably not in traffic because we quarantine right now. But it is day number 100 of I Am Legend. We are approaching the third act of this fucking movie. (laughs) So I hope y'all are keeping it together, man. I hope y'all are keeping it all the way together. I hope uh, you and your spouse ain't arguing and shit. I hope the quarantine ain't got to you yet. You know, I hope the quarantine ain't getting on your nerves. You know, I hope the quarantine ain't got you saying certain shit and making little comments. You know, sometimes that happens when you're in a quarantine. But uh, welcome, everybody. I'm coming at you live from the uh, podcast studio, a.k.a. my garage, a.k.a. the man cave. Got this spot converted back to a garage, Cause it was supposed to storm in Houston so I had to bring in bikes and we got microphones next to bikes and I don't know what the fuck is going on in here it looks like a storm just hit this room but it's okay though man we're getting our routines together uh I hope y'all having a good one man um here in Houston we are hanging in there you know we Houston strong you know uh we've been going live from the porch uh me and my vieja Marisol we've been uh, doing this thing called cafecito time but we go live on Facebook Every time the baby takes a nap, you know, and that's how we check in on people. Uh, we, and we hit on some subjects, man, like some of the comments, it got deep. Like we were talking about anxiety and, you know, fucking mental health and, uh, you know, how to keep your mind right in the middle of this bullshit. Rona, fuck the Rona. But uh, it is what it is, man. Um, I don't know if I'm going to just start TikToking. In the middle of this <laughs> fucking quarantine, I might leave TikTok alone, leave that shit for the kids. But uh, yeah, but anyway, we have certain little combos and stuff on Cafecito Time. And one subject that came up was trying to get better in the kitchen in the middle of this quarantine, like trying to have that be a skill that you can come out with. You know what I'm saying? Um, psh, you know, we were like, fuck it, let's start with some Cuban coffee. How hard can that be? It's just some sweet-ass espresso. How how difficult could that be? And uh, we attempted it. I've already tried, like, four times. I can't get it. And basically, let me walk y'all through this. So I have the type of a uh, little coffee pot that, uh, that that I think a lot of Cubans use, too. It's called, like, Mocha Express, M-O-K-A. And I think the company is, like, Bialetti or some shit. But anyway... It's like this little metal thing, and you fill it up with water at the bottom. You put the little coffee container, you know, the little where you put the espresso grounds or whatever. You put that right there. Sass. All right. Then, what you do is, once it starts to brew and the coffee starts to pour out the top, You got to take a spoon and just get like the espumita, just like that first little drop, that, you know, the strong shit, the good shit, that first, el el pinche juguito, wey, nombre pinche la cremita, nombre, no mames. And you drop that, you just scoop like the, like two little, not even two little, like baby teaspoons of the first little bit of coffee, and you whip it with a fork, you know what I'm saying? Like you whipping up, like you, you know, baking some of that fluffy you know what I'm talking about, you uh, you mix it in with two tablespoons of sugar, so you already had two tablespoons of sugar in the little metal thing, now you're dropping in just a little quick, the beginnings of the coffee, whip, 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 whip. you just whip it like a, you know, whop, 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 whop. and like for a long time, like you can't overbeat it, <laughs> and I, boy, I was beating the hell out of this, uh, Sugar and coffee, little whip. So you're trying to make like this, like light brown, this tan color, almost like a. um, It's hard to explain. Almost like a caramel. It turns into like a little coffee caramel, and that, you know, once you pour the coffee into that, basically what's supposed to happen. Not only is your coffee strong and sweet, but that little espuma floats up to the top. So you get like if you see it from a side, like through a little see through you see the little top layer of that little, like, foam, that little, like, meringue. I don't know what the fuck it is. That little caramel, like, la espumita. And uh, and even when you pour it into someone's, like, little espresso glass, it's supposed to have its own little espuma at the top. Like, no matter what, that little sugar mix that you whip up. And I just can't get it, man. Like, I mean, I have some pretty good... It looks, it looks pretty light tan. It looks pretty tan, and I'm theorizing, like... Well, maybe I didn't get scoop out the uh, the correct version of the... Like, the first part of the coffee. I was like, was I only supposed to get, like, the little espumita, espumita? I don't know what the fuck's going on. But that's one thing I want to master, man. I want to get that shit going before I even move on to cooking. Like, before I move on to some of these slow-carb recipes, because y'all know I'm back on that slow-carb. If y'all don't know what it is, it's a dude named Tim Ferriss. He came up... I believe he came up with it, or he or he uh, basically focused on that one in his uh, four-hour body fitness book. So I think um, that's an old book that, I, that I've read a while back, but I think now's a good time to bust out a lot of his books, actually. Tim Ferriss puts out some good-ass books, not to get all fucking nerdy and shit. Like, Matter of fact, let me go grab... I have three of his books right there. Hold on. I'll let my boy Joseph borrow one. Or I'll let him have it, right? back and today's episode we aren't doing um sorry today's episode we're not filming it um i wanted to like zoom call some people and stuff but i'm like man mucho better mucho better so all right real quick thanks thanks for thanks for uh, tuning in but here we go all right i didn't plan this either this wasn't gonna be like book review but uh fuck it Nonetheless, here we are. So Tim Ferriss, this this is a smart, nerd-ass motherfucker, and um, one of his books that I like is called The 4-Hour Chef, and he explains it like it's like how to learn how to learn. So basically, it's, um, it's like a cooking book, but it's a cooking book that teaches you how you can quickly condense the main principles of an art form like how you can kind of, not shortcuts, but it's kind of like a different way to look at chopping vegetables, like a different way to to learn a thing that's kind of complicated. And uh, But it's pretty dope. And all of the recipes in this book, uh, they happen to be slow carb, which I could tell y'all what that is in a minute. Once I go through the next book, The 4-Hour Body. But um, anyway, The 4-Hour Chef is dope. I recommend it. You know, it's a good little gift, too, if you know somebody that uh, is into cooking and stuff. Um, so maybe what I'll do is I'll do one of the recipes in there uh, and put it up on YouTube. Or maybe it'll be like uh, cooking with the blings or something like that. We've been wanting to uh, set up some some things for the blings. Like um, it's just a whole different category of stuff. You know that my wife and I uh, can do together. Uh, we actually just did an article, uh, um, a thing. They did a feature story on us for the Houston Chronicle. They actually just texted me. Let me see. Okay, she has some questions. I guess she has some follow up questions for Marisol. Um, cool. So that should be out. That should be out real soon. We did a, a basically like how. We work out together as a couple in the quarantine. So uh, they came, took some pictures from a safe distance. They wore a mask. I wore a mask. Everybody, everybody, you know, this is a socially transmitted disease. You know, we rock protection. You heard me? So back to Tim Ferriss. Uh, here's one of his books right here. It is the For Our Body. Now, let me just tell y'all, man, the reason I'm, a, I'm about to revisit this book and the stuff it talks about, it talks a lot about like four... Um, Slow carb, the slow carb method of eating and shit like that. Um, And it has a lot of workout, exercise stuff in here, a lot of supplements. I know he's big on kettlebells. He's got a whole thing about kettlebells and how, like, if you have limited time, that could be one tool that you could do, uh, I forget what he says, like 15 minutes every couple, whatever, a couple times a week. And then it just kind of keeps you, it's for lazy people. It's kind of like, all right, I don't want to have to, waste a gazillion hours trying to figure out fitness. Can you give me the fucking shortcuts? In essence, right? So the reason I'm about to revisit it is because right now in the quarantine, the diet is just so hard to sustain. Meaning it's easier for me to eyeball and kind of have like a shortcut principle um, type of diet like, like slow carb meaning avoid, it has simple rules, slow carb has simple rules, like don't eat fruit, you know, avoid sugars, uh, you want to stick to uh, fibrous carbs, for example, um, things like beans, you know, any kind of vegetable has a ton of uh, fiber in it, so it keeps you full, you know, it's just really, it has so many benefits, um, you know, instead of doing rice, white rice, White potatoes, white bread, tortillas de harina, which, you know, I've been fucking up some tortillas de harina past few days. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, we ain't trying to get all fat and fucking don't catch diabetes in the middle of this shit. Like, like, I get it. You know, I get it. You know, shit, I'm laid off. I get it. <laughs> I get it. We're going to eat frijoles. Pero, sí, güey, pero está bien porque los frijoles son slow carb. So you could do that. You could do hella fucking frijoles. Las tortillas de harina, you know, when you get into your uh, bleached flowers, that has shown to kind of help cause diabetes. And I don't want the beaties, just like I don't want the rona. So do not catch PTSD fucking around with all this news and shit. All this news and shit, y'all be, y'all be watching. But, um, but anyway, it, you know, it's hard to sustain, like, a menu like what we had going into uh the quarantine like we were on a um like Christine Anderson the nutritionist that uh, Marisol has used uh throughout past couple years uh, when she was doing bodybuilding and all that um i've got i've purchased uh a gang of menus from her just different menus you know just whatever but now because the motherfucking the corona you can't just access real specific stuff you know you can't just be like yeah HEB, go ahead and send me, you know, I want to have a big salad for lunch, so I'm going to need all these specific little toppings and stuff that I like. is going to be like, bitch, it's a quarantine, it's corona, and you're going to get whatever the fuck we have, and you're going to probably wait two weeks if you want it de- delivered. So, uh, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully this, this uh, quarantine thing, this corona thing, I've been reading a lot about viruses. I got this other book called Deadliest Enemy, and man, it makes you it makes you paranoid to touch your mail because he goes through a whole chapter just talking about anthrax. How a little bit of anthrax, which is like a little tiny little bacteria that um you know if you inhale it, it just it's anthrax. <laughs> it's going to fuck up your lungs. And basically billions of dollars were were lost when the, uh when I guess the government had to go in I forget what year it was. I think it was in the 90s. It turned out it was like this cuckoo-ass scientist, evil scientist, motherfucker, mad scientist that basically mailed a couple of little bogus letters with some anthrax in it to like a handful of buildings, a handful of um, different institutions. I think federal, it's like different. I think news, he sent some to like ABC, CBS, like a whole bunch of little envelopes. And basically, it costed billions of dollars. Uh, I'm not sure how many people died. I forget. It was just like a handful but they had to shut down some shit, clean some shit, redo some shit all over some little bitty powder. And it was just like a form of like bioterrorism or whatever. And it was just some little powder sprinkled on some onto some letters. And today, the mail lady, she was on the phone, I'm on mean, her little headphones, chit-chatting. She ain't had no gloves or nothing. She's chewing the shit out that gum. She's holding the mail while she's chewing the shit out the gum. And she's putting it in the mailbox and we're going for our family walk. And my wife just do, 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 I was like, Hey, uh, I look at mail different now. <laughs> basically what I was thinking is, does this little COVID as a virus, does it behave similarly to anthrax meaning it's spread via lungs, I guess, or you could touch it and, and like then touch your face. That's your ass. So basically my theory was if the COVID Behaves the same way as the little bacteria that causes anthrax. Does does that mean that all it takes is for like somebody at the post office to infect a thousand uh, envelopes? That shit infects five hundred mail mail ladies and mailmen, and then families are getting it from their mail. I was just like, can they trace it? Have they traced it? Do we know? Can we rule that out? Like, how much do we know about how long it lives on paper and? Has anybody contracted it that way? Can you source it back like that? And so this little uh deadliest enemy book bro. And here's another thing too, like there's a lot of conspiracy theories about a lot of fucking bullshit with when it comes to this. And I hear like I see it in the memes like man, Bill Gates he secretly wants to. I get it. I'm pretty skeptical of a lot of stuff, especially right now because It's a lot of fucking misinformation and disinformation campaigns and just fake news and stuff. And a lot of clickbait. A lot of these articles are set up to where they need to get you to click. So they need to touch an emotion. They need to scare you or something. Because when you click, they can survive as a network, as an entity, as a journalist. And they got bills. They got offices and stuff. So they sometimes write it in a way that entices you to want to share it and spread it and read it. And not even read it all. Just... Read the headline, and it might be very opinionated. It might be a hit piece. It might be a, something with a lot of spin. It might be something that's not very, um, what's the word? Backed scientifically. So beware of that. Anyway, back to Bill Gates. A lot of uh, people speculate. They're like, "Man, that boy Bill Gates, dog. He evil for like. He's like a mean, evil billionaire, and and he got this uh um, he got this front right where he got like uh." Uh, uh, the Gates Foundation and they want to end malaria and they want to stop diarrhea diseases for like little kids in poor countries that a lot of people like these vaccines cost money and they need angel investors because there's no money in making vaccines sometimes because sometimes it takes 10 years and it has to go through clinical trials and you got to go through three phases then you got to get approved by the FDA and all this bullshit and all the while your shit might not make it past phase three and then all the while you might be making it, let's just say, an AIDS vaccine where it just so happens that a lot of people who have AIDS can't afford the vaccine. Like sub-Saharan uh, Africa, like parts of Africa where AIDS is just heavy, like whole generations of kids being born from parents with AIDS or mothers with AIDS. And that's how they called it. They were born with AIDS and they can't afford the vaccine. So you need an angel investor. You need people that have billions of dollars. Because there's an interview way back in the day where Bill Gates said, look, man, I got all these billions, you know, because I'm a nerd and shit, and I made Microsoft, I made Windows, you know what I'm saying? I done sell more Windows than Home Depot sold Windows. So Bill Gates was flexing on people, and he's like, bro, I got so many fucking billions that I got to hurry up and start spending all these billions. And he pretty much said, I want to come up with the smartest way to spend these millions, these billions. So his, him and his wife... They started the Gates Foundation, and they're funding. They're doing, like, a thankless job. They're doing all the dirty work. They're putting billions and millions into, like, hey, sanitation. How can all these people that are getting sick from drinking this water not get sick? How could these people in, you know, rural India get better, uh, you know, plumbing and stuff so that we have less um, diarrhea diseases and, you know, all these, like, tuberculosis. Why is there still fucking tuberculosis? TB? Why the fuck we still got tuberculosis? I don't even know how to say this shit. Too bear You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers getting coolosis and shit. Why is it still rabies? Just, I don't know all the fucking shit that's out there. But Gates and the Gates Foundation, they're giving away money to help people make vaccines so that malaria could be a thing of the past because it doesn't hit the Western world as much. But a lot of these mosquitoes are hitching rides on ships and they just hitching little rides and shit on airplanes and all kinds, Southwest Airlines, I don't know who the fuck flies internationally, but different species of mosquitoes that are spreaders, they're little metichas food, they're in everybody's mix, they they sucking on everybody's, everybody's blood, and they spreading Zika and dengue fever and, and motherfucking Ebola, all that shit, Ebola's and Ebola's. So, Bill Gates, uh, he seemed like a rich nerd that seemed pretty official. Like, he just wanted to give away his money. But the memes are like, man, he's trying to put a chip in us. It's like, okay, bro, he got so much money. How much money is he going to make if he puts a chip in us? Because you swear that there's a chip in the vaccine. Like, bro, that's all he's ever done is work. I mean, in his, uh, what's the word, Phil- philanthropical work, all his philanthropy, All the money he's given away is to help come up with medicines and vaccines to help poor people. So everything I've seen is he's trying to keep people alive. He's just trying to like, hey, kids under five and shit are the main victim of this particular diarrhea disease or something because they live in these little villages and just, you know, it's fucked up. And what happens is what I'm learning in the book is that like different viruses get different amount of media coverage. Because different viruses scare people differently. For example, in the book, he states that, um, that at the time, uh, somewhere in Africa, like, people were outraged because like 89 miners died in a mining accident. But the irony is that at the same time, 1,500 miners were like dying per year from this one particular virus or something. I forget what it was. Some of the lungs or something. And it's like, well, where's the outrage? And then another example he gave was X amount of people were dying in a a village in Africa of um, an area of Africa were dying of Zika. But even more were dying of dengue fever, which was also spread by mosquitoes. More were dying from dengue, but more people were worried about Zika. Why? Because it's a parent's worst nightmare for the kid to be born With the head, you know, little bitty head and deformed and shit. And that's the scary thing that that went in. Like, especially in Houston, man. In Houston, we we have so many fucking mosquitoes. And I've always seen them as a nuisance. But now I see these little motherfuckers as spreaders. Like, one of the four ways that viruses spread is mosquitoes. One of the other four ways is with pee-pee. You know what I'm talking about? A lot of these other viruses are sexually transmitted. So it'd be, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if kids are listening. Y'all shouldn't be listening. Parents, you shouldn't be listening to the Chingo Blink podcast around your kids. But y'all know what I'm saying. COVID is socially transmitted. You gotta wear your protection. You know, it's a lot of other ones that's sexually transmitted. Gotta wear your, you know, peep your protection. So, anyway, enough about Bill Gates. So the Four Hour Body, (laughs) Tim Ferriss, is pretty fucking dope. Pretty fucking dope. Um, I mean, matter of fact, I have uh, page number two hundred and forty-three. There is a diagram where it basically shows you, uh, you know, how to break your woman off with your hand. I know a lot of y'all are in the in the honeymoon, the honeymoon days right now. You know, this quarantine got you frisky. So page number 243, uh, it's called The 15-Minute Female Orgasm. And it is in the four-hour body. And it's Tim Ferriss, An Uncommon Guide to Rapid Fat Loss, Incredible Sex, and Becoming Superhuman. Tim Ferriss, author of the number one New York Times bestseller, The Four-Hour Workweek. So yeah, he talks about like how to add muscle. And the most fascinating thing is definitely the slow-carb diet that comes out of this um, out of this book. And he also shows you a lot of stuff about kettlebells and just how powerful they are and all kind of like just fitness stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to get swole and shit. Um, or if you're a beginner. I mean, everything, man. Everything. Stuff you could do. This is stuff you could do at home, too. This is actually pretty interesting. I didn't even know. Th- this book is like Amazing dog. It's 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 a big fucking textbook, but he covers so much, so much shit, so much shit. The Four Hour Body, highly recommended. I also mentioned um, Deadliest Enemy. That's by Michael T. Osterholm, Ph.D. Also, it mentions Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Uh, he's in. They mention him a couple times in here because homeboy, this this cat right here, he's a virologist. He's like a A fucking, like, disease doctor, basically. And um, interesting as a motherfucker, dog. This fucking virus shit. Like the Spanish flu. um, They fucking, they can just hijack your immune system. And just turn your immune system against you. That's called a cytokine storm. Where the thing that fucks you up be your own immune system. And then it even mentions, too, uh, smallpox. Listen to this. Let me read this real quick. During the siege of Fort Pitt, Pennsylvania, during Pontiac's war in 1763, militia commander William Trent wrote that he had sent the Ottawa Indians two blankets and a handkerchief out of the smallpox hospital, adding, I hope it will have the desired effect. It probably did, likely triggering the, quote, raging epidemic that shortly followed. The suggestion had come from Field Marshal Jeffrey Amherst, for whom the prestigious Massachusetts College is named. So Amherst College was named after this Field Marshal who has suggested, hey, uh, Militia Commander William Trent, maybe you should, you know, give the Ottawa Indians two blankets and a handkerchief from that smallpox hospital over there. Ain't that a bitch? Um... This motherfucker's so interesting, man. This, uh, here, here's the part about anthrax. It talks about, like, bird flu, Zika, different species of um, mosquitoes and how they spread shit. <sighs> the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic. Um, when mosquitoes originally native only to Southeast Asia are transported to the Americas inside tires in the holds of cargo ships, They proliferate quickly in their new homeland. Never before in the history of humankind has there been the current extensive number of species of microbe-carrying mosquitoes on every continent except Antarctica. Guess you could go there. You know, you don't want mosquitoes. As a result, in just the past 15 years, we have witnessed the major global spread of diseases like dengue fever, West Nile virus, chikungunya, and Zika. And we still have to consider the reemergence of yellow fever and highly drug-resistant malaria. This disease transmission category also does not bode well for us as it relates to global climate change. A warmer world presents us with the potential for less overall precipitation in some regions. God damn, that's hard to say. But when it does rain, it will be in monsoon-level amounts. This means that disease-causing mosquitoes will be sharing even more territory with large human populations. Man, let me close this stressful last book. Um, I told you about The Four-Hour Chef, also about Tim Ferriss. And then this one right here, Tools of Titans. I thought I let Joseph borrow this one. It might have been a different one. Tools of Titans is where he, like, interviews different people, like successful people from like all walks of life. And he just asked them like really good questions that allows them to give you really good advice, you know, in their answers. Like you can learn some shit. So basically he'll send them a handful of questions. And then I guess they, an, they, they write back their answer. And then he picks the best answers from like different people and, and put it together into like this big ass textbook. Uh, let me see. Here's a quote From a a dude named Jason Silva This is one of the uh, chapters In um, the Tim Ferriss Tools of Titans The tactics, routines, and habits Of billionaires, icons, and world-class performers Sass right. Quote Everything came when I completely dove in fearlessly And made the content that I needed to make As a kind of artist I got out of my own way I stopped doubting myself and the universe winked at me when I did that, so to speak. And and he goes on to interview this one dude, Jason Silva. Like the question, um, what is the best or or most worthwhile investment you've made? And uh, homeboy said, um, fuck that, I ain't reading that shit. I'm mean, be like, man, Chingo just sitting here reading to us, dog. Anyway, that book right there is just a book recommendation. This one's pretty good. It's probably my least favorite out of um the other ones. But 4-Hour uh, Chef, I'm gonna, I want to do some of these on YouTube. Or maybe we'll do it on our Facebook Live, because a lot of y'all have not subscribed to my new YouTube, because my old one got deleted. The new one, uh, the new one is under CBTV. I'd appreciate it greatly, because um, I'm almost at 7,000 subscribers. I'm trying to get to 10,000, because when you hit 10,000, <clears> that's when you're able to put, have your tour dates. Up under your videos I guess they pop up Or I'm not sure how that How that part works I haven't got that far But I'm trying to get y'all To subscribe Por favor believe it Uh, Because we're putting out Content regularly Uh, We did a Tiger King skit Not too long ago I had my green screen Set up If y'all have any ideas For characters uh, Y'all want to see Canelo Do some shit El Mamado So on and so forth Uh, Tio Juve uh, Tencha y Manolo That was a fun show I improvised with my wife Um yeah, the corona makes it kind of tricky to do things where it requires a lot of people to participate. Like trying to do like a Wet Back Wednesday type of show, it it would require like, all right, man, we need like a couple improvising type motherfuckers, like comedians and shit. And ahorita no se puede. So um, let's talk about this uh, four-hour, what is this called? The four-hour chef. All these dishes that are in this book, um, happen to be slow carb. And if you just Google like um, five rules of slow carb, fuck it, let me just fucking do that shit. Zoom, hold on. All right. Let me Google this shit. Slow carb rules. And this type of diet is so much easier to do right now. Um, it, I, I actually really love this diet. I enjoy it because you could eat like Tex-Mex, Like basically Mexican food for the most part. Like don't do the rice, but you want to do like fajitas and, you know what I'm saying? Frijoles. So rule number one of slow carb diet, avoid white carbohydrates. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to fucking avoid them. All kind of processed carbs that are made from refined flour, including pasta, bread, and cereals. Fuck. Those are all good. Those are all tasty foods, but you get to have a lot of other stuff and you get a cheat day or cheat meal per week. If you're looking to increase strength, you're allowed to consume these foods within 30 minutes of finishing a resistance training workout. However, if you want to lose weight, you should avoid these foods altogether during your diet days. Rule number two, eat the same few meals over and over again. The creator of this diet states that even though there are thousands of foods available Hold on, man. Some, uh, he texted me. Um, shh, uh, email to. I'm about to log off, y'all, in a minute. In a minute. Three minutes. Okay, back to the rules. Eat the same few meals over and over again. Uh, the creator of this diet states that even though there are thousands of foods available, there's only a handful of foods that will not cause you to gain weight. The idea is to mix and match the allowed foods from each food group to build meals and repeat these meals every day. For example, like beans with like eggs and, you know, stuff like that. Don't drink your calories. This diet recommends drinking plenty of water throughout the day. Other suggested drinks include unsweet tea, coffee, or any other calorie-free beverage. The basis of this rule is that beverages provide little to no nutritional value, dog. Therefore... The diet suggests that you only obtain your calories from nutritious foods, not drinks. ¿Ya oyeron, cabrones? No pisteando chingo de pinche orange juice. No, man, no, man. Rule number four, don't eat fruit. I know I love, like, grapefruit. I love all that shit. Pero, even though fruits are technically part of a balanced diet, slow-carb diets suggest that fruits are not helpful when you're trying to lose weight. This idea is based on the fact that fructro- fructose, The sugar and fruits could delay the weight loss process by increasing blood fat levels and decreasing fat burning capacity. Rule number five, take a day off per week. The slow carb diet allows you to choose one day per week, like, I like to call mine fatter day. I kind of let loose on fatter days. So you take a day off per week when you can eat anything you want. Pero no se chiflen tampoco. On this day, you do not have to follow any of the other rules. As such, this eat anything day is meant for you to indulge in any food and beverage you might be craving without fear of gaining all the weight back. Yeah. So it recommends just, uh, you know, proteins and vegetables and fats and spices. Um, let me see. Protein. Y'all, I hope y'all know what protein is. You know, like egg whites, eggs, chicken breasts. Um, Beef, preferably grass-fed Fish, pork uh, Lactose-free whey protein powder Uh, I I personally don't really fuck with whey protein powder Uh, Legumes like lentils Black beans, pinto beans, red beans, soybeans Fellas, you should probably avoid soybeans Because of estrogen Vegetables I know a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't eat your vegetables But here they go Spinach Cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and kale Sauerkraut and kimchi, asparagus, peas, and green beans. Fats. I hope you know what your fats are. Nuts, such as almonds, ghee butter, creamer, you know, dairy-free, one to two tablespoons. Grape seed or macadamia oil for high-heat cooking. Olive oil for low-heat cooking. Butter. You know, spices like herbs, sea salt, garlic salt. Shit like that. So, yeah, avoid fruits. Oh, avoid dairy. Um, That means Butter. That means cheese. That means yogurt, I guess. Fuck, I love yogurt. Uh, Cottage cheese is allowed on the slow-carb diet because the author claims that it contains high levels of protein, casein, and lower lactose levels than other dairy. That's it. Cottage cheese is my new thing. That's it. Yeah? Yeah? Because I can't... That's it. I can't do dairy no more, dog. Like, I know... I know that's one of the main things that makes me gain weight. I think it causes all kind of inflammation and stuff because I'm, like, uh, lactose intolerant. And, of course, avoid fried foods and stuff like that. But um, there's more details about that, like about cheat day and all that type of shit. So, anyway, I just want to check in with you guys. Um, I just want to be consistent every Monday. Check in. Um, but but uh, stay tuned because uh, we're going to keep it going every single Monday. So thank you, everyone that listened and tuned in. Send me some topics. Let's talk about health. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about relationships. Hit me up. I need topics. I need questions. And if y'all want to be able to call in, I think next week we'll do it call-in style. So let me just give y'all the phone number real quick. Un momento. The number is 409-233-3459. Marisol, I was thinking about us maybe doing the TikTok under the blings. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably change my, uh, my account name because I haven't uploaded anyway. So, yeah, leave me a message. Send me your questions. Or, or next time, I'll let you know when I'm about to record. And then you can call. Call live. Be a part of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, hit me up 409-233-3459. Peace.